Yo, what it do, world? It's your boy JJ Mouse checking in right now. This is the first official episode of the Mouse Talk Podcast. Take it how you want it, but it doesn't matter, man. I'm so happy. Uh, I've been thinking about this for a very long time because I'm a very big podcast fan and I feel like it's something that, you know, everyone feel like they can do. But when it comes to this, I know it's it's nothing it's nothing easy. There's nothing that you can just up and do. It's something that you got to have practice at. And I'm a very big podcast fan. I've been a podcast fan for like over six years now. So um, I decided to want to start my own platform on podcast, Moss Talk Podcast, where I will have special guests. And we will talk about everything. Uh, I will be posting questions and topics uh, on my Facebook page. If you all would like to go to my Facebook page, uh, it's J-Y-J-M-O-S-S. It's my fan page. You can give me a like. And uh, also, you guys can suggest topics we can talk about on here. But um, with today being my very first episode, uh, today is September 11th, 2019. And today marks 18 years. 18 years. 18 years since the September 11th terrorist attack. And it's crazy because I I repeated 18 years because I can't believe it's been that long. I really can't believe it's been that long ever since the the terrorist attack happened. And I want to tell you all where, where where I was that day and how that day made me feel. Uh, but first and foremost, uh, I'd like to start off the podcast with a moment of silence for all the victims that we lost in that terrorist attack. So can we have a moment of silence? God bless you all. Yeah, but I would like to speak on like where I was at that time. Um, I was in Sherwood Middle School. Um, and I say this was like school started for us because I'm from Memphis, Tennessee. So during, back in those days, school started for us like at 7.30, 7.35. So uh, we go to homeroom and then we spend like 45 minutes in homeroom. And then we go to our math and science class of like the our pre-algebra or math, algebra one of those classes. We go to the, uh, cause but, uh, the teacher we had, she uh, taught she taught both languages, uh, in science and math. So we go to her class, and all of a sudden, our principal at the time, Miss Johnson, she uh, she came across on the intercom and let us know that um, as of right now. We we putting a stop to all uh, for like the I guess the school day, meaning like no lessons will be like teachers won't be giving out any lessons today. Like we're just getting in class and they basically uh, turned on all the TVs and this is during the time when uh, we had Channel One. Channel One was uh, like a kids broadcast news broadcast and it used to come on every morning and that's what I, I wish kids like that still had that today, man. Like that used to like I used to love Channel One. Channel One come on and tell you about all our, like the kid activities and what happened in sports and stuff like that, man. It's just the little things like that I miss and I wish kids today can experience that. Like it, it was cool, it was pretty cool. But I remember with Channel One coming on, 
and uh, they basically everyone was like in this mood like on uh, the, all the anchors the team uh, news anchors like was like in this I don't know this kind of strange mood they weren't excited they weren't yelling like the, every time they come on the channel one comes on they're always happy and perky and just, but they just seem very down and serious and they was letting us know uh, what happened in New York with the terrorist attack and meanwhile this is probably like uh, I say around like 8.40 in the morning because we left from home room, spent time in there and then we went to our next class so uh, they explained to us what was going on and a lot of us still didn't know what was going on until uh, after channel 1 went off they changed the channel and they put it on one of the uh, news stations. I can't remember if it was CNN or anything like that. And basically, so they turned it on. You, um, I want to say it was the, I want to say it was the second plane. I want to say it was the second plane they hit. And when they turned it on, it's like boom. We still wait. We thinking this a movie or something like that. Or like, of course, us, we kids in middle school, we don't know what's going on. And it was just crazy. And then all the teachers who was on our floor was like kind of gathering outside their doors and gathering in the hallway. Hey, what's going on? Da, 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 da. And uh, one of our uh, one of our teachers who's on that hall uh, had a sister who lived in New York, and she worked in the Manhattan area. And she was, I'm saying, she calling him. Uh, telling him what's going on, so he was get telling the teachers on our hall what was going on, and like our teacher, uh, Miss Dean, came back. She closed the door and explained to us what was going on, and that's when she said uh, it was a uh, most likely it was a terrorist attack. Uh, planes were uh, held hostage and stuff like that, and it's just very, very, very bad in New York. And then we also had a couple of uh, students who went to the school who had family members in New York and stuff like that. So uh, I can't I can remember a lot of kids probably uh, a lot of parents keep picking their kids up from school that day. Uh, a lot of people got picked up that day, but my mom she was still at work, so I stayed the whole entire day. But it's just like that whole day, just like it was kind of almost gloomy, like. Cause it was a Tuesday. I can remember it was it was only Tuesday, because uh, of course, uh, for those who don't know, I'm still a big wrestling fan, and uh, wrestling in 2001 was still pretty big. And uh, we were uh, in the beginning of the class. I remember we, I got with my uh, group of friends who I always hung out with, and we talked about what happened on Raw that night. And you know, and most of the time we always talk about what you, what we think gonna happen on SmackDown. And with this going on, we really didn't talk about it. We was like, we talked about it a little bit, but we didn't talk about it as much. But we was mostly speaking on what Ms. Dean told us about the terrorist attacks and stuff like that. And we was like, do we feel like it had anything to do with Bush? And, you know, it was just, it was just crazy, man. It was just really crazy at that time. And I can remember getting off. I can, I can remember getting, uh, getting on the bus going home, this is after school is over with, but like I said, that whole day just seemed gloomy, and it had people just like, kind of almost sad, so, but it also, I can remember, it was all type of races at my school, like, black, white, uh, Hispanic, uh, Korean, 
but it was more, it was mainly black. And I can remember everybody just you know kind of being united and being collective that day. But like I was saying, I remember uh, getting on the school bus, uh, getting dropped off at my stop, and damn near every neighbor on our street had their American flags. And I didn't, um, I, when we moved in the house that we were living at the time with my mom and my uh, stepdad, I forgot the family that who sold us the house left an American flag. So as I'm walking down the street headed towards my house, I see my stepdad. He's basically putting everything together to fly the flag. And it was just, it was just, man, it's crazy. And I, I went inside. I think my mom probably um, had just got home and stuff like that from work. And my stepdad got off early. And I remember my mom watching CNN. She's like, you heard uh, what's going on? I said, yeah, they, uh, we was watching them at school and stuff like that. She said, I believe it's going uh, to be a war and stuff like that. That's what my mom was saying. She was like, she believed this is from the start of war. This is definitely from the start of war. And I just, like, it was just crazy, man. Like, that was, like, most of it all you saw on TV. You didn't see sports. You didn't see wrestling. You didn't see, uh, I think, American Idol was probably big at that time. Like, it was just beginning, American Idol. Excuse me, if I'm not mistaken. You really didn't see anything pertaining to sports or anything like that. That's all you saw on every single channel. 9-11, 9-11, like the terrorist attack, terrorist attack, terrorist attack. And it was just crazy, man. It was just very crazy, but I also can remember the feeling that during that time, even though I'm, I'm still a kid, I can remember everybody being on the same page that day. Like, we had like on our street, it was uh, on the street that we lived on at the time, it was, I would say, 30 to 40% black, and the rest of and the rest of them was white. And all our neighbors were cool. All our neighbors were cool. We was cool with all our neighbors. And but I could also remember all the neighbors coming together and just talking and stuff like that. And of course, all us, the teenagers who lived on the street and stuff like that. We kind of, uh, we talked about it, but then again, with us being kids, we just didn't really let it get to us, so we we, we went without saying, playing outside as, I'm saying, our normal schedule, we you go hoop, play football, play, play baseball, skateboard, and stuff like that, so we just went on with our, with our, it was like our regular day, and stuff like that, and, but I also can just remember, man, just how the world was at that time, it's like, the world was hurt. Like the world was very hurt. Like so many lives was lost in that attack. And I just like I said, rest in peace and God rest their souls to all the victims uh, in that 9-11 attack. It just it's sad, man. It's very, very sad. But it just it also it just made it made me feel good. When everybody became united, like there wasn't no racial racial problems going on. Everybody was happy to be with one another, be around one another. Like, hey, you're an American, I'm an American. And I feel like, damn, why that had to happen in order for us as a, a country to be united, to be truly united. Like we had to be attacked 
we had to be attacked. We had to be attacked in order for us to become united and stuff like that. And then also, uh, what I also found out, I didn't know the attacks that happened at the Pentagon because my stepdad is from, he's from Washington, D.C. So when I get back outside, um, that's when I found out, uh, of course, my mom and stepdad and my sisters, uh, my sister, my siblings, uh, my brothers and sisters came over with my, my nieces and nephews and stuff. They all watching around the TV and I came back from outside uh, with it being the school night. I had to be in by a certain time. Um, I didn't know nothing about what happened at the Pentagon. And I saw they was uh, basically uh, talking about that on the news, on CNN and stuff like that. It's like, dang. It's like, it was just crazy. It was just crazy. And my stepdad, he was calling, checking up on his moms and his family and stuff because he still has family that live out who, who, who still lived out in the area. So it was just it was just crazy, man. It was just it was just really crazy that day. And uh, I can remember going back to school the next day, and it just it felt like everybody was one, like we was united, man. Every race, everybody, man. We stood together, and like I said, yeah. I hate that that had to happen for us to come together as a country. I hate I hate for that to come to, uh, for uh, for that to happen for us to become a real united front, or for us to be united as one. Not worried about what race is this, or if you're black or white. Like that was just that was a great it was almost a great week. It was like a great week because that lasted for like a whole week, I can remember. And uh, it was just crazy, man. It was just crazy. But I also remember a lot of things changing after 9 11, too. Um, I watched a lot of documentaries about 9 11, and you know, uh, I might sound like a conspiracy theory on this, but of course, I feel like a lot of people, it was an inside job. It was, it was definitely, I feel like it was an inside job, so. What if it, if it was or not, hey, but I still feel like it was an inside job. And one person who was really on CNN and all on the news, uh, like, questioning them after all this went down was Jesse Ventura. Like, he was going hard at them. Like, man, he was like, he had hard-hitting questions. They tried to cut him off and stuff like that. Like, why? Um... Why was this an investigator and stuff like that? And it was just crazy, man. It was just, it was just crazy. Like, he was going hard on <laughs> uh, those people on CNN and stuff like that. Like, where is your president? Like, isn't he supposed to be here? It was just, it was just crazy. But that's what I remember about that day on 9-11, man. Uh, that's exactly what I remember. Uh, so rest in peace and uh, much prayers to all the people who uh, who lost their lives or who have family members who lost their lives in that attack, man. Rest in peace and may God, may God be with you. And also today, um, as I can remember, today marks the 18 year of two uh, two classic hip hop albums. That is Jay Z's The Blueprint and. The debut album from Fabulous, uh, Ghetto Fabulous. Um, now, I will be a liar if I go home and say that I'm always been the biggest Fabulous fan, but I was a fan of the I Can't Deny It song, but I never got the album. 
Uh, I never got the album. I did get Blueprint. Uh, I did get Blueprint because I had um, a brother who who burnt CDs and stuff like that. And he would burn me everything he get. And that's where my musical taste comes from, from my older brother, Ralph. Uh, everything that he liked and he was into, I mostly, I mimicked him. Like, everything he tried to do, I was like, almost like his mini-me. But, uh, I can remember, uh, after that, uh, album came out for Jay-Z, that kind of, you know what I'm saying, put him at the, the top of the food chain. Even though he was kind of already, already there, but, you know, most likely before then, the person who was at the top of the food chain, it was between DMX and, I would say, Ja Rule. I would say Jack DMX and Ja Rule, and but when he, when Jay came out with that, they kind of uh, they kind of put him up there. And this is uh, this is during the time of the uh, him and Nas beef, and we'll, we'll speak on that on another episode. But and uh, so happy 18th anniversary for the Blueprint. Now, like I said, I didn't get Fabulous's. Uh, his first album, I didn't get it, but I already knew he was a dope rapper, and I was here. I didn't. Um, now, me being from Memphis, I wasn't really heavy on the mixtape scene. I, I was just, I was like a mainstream album person, and then I would also get the stuff that local Memphis artists drop. I wasn't on G Unit and stuff like that. The stuff that was going on in the New York, the mixtape circuit. But I always knew Fab was a dope rapper when I hear his verses and stuff like that. So, like I said, I'll be lying if I say I was the biggest Fab fan and stuff like that. So, excuse me. Um, when, uh, when Fab dropped that, I still wasn't on him, but what made me get on Fab more was, it was our, uh, when we had, when we had Cable, they had the uh, we had we had Directv and they had the uh, series satellite uh, radio the channels and stuff like that and that's what I would mostly go to to get like all the stuff that I wanted to hear that I never heard of and that's when I first got introduced to the mixtape circuit that was going on in New York like the DJ Clue tapes and stuff like that and uh, Who Kid and just uh, 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 damn what's the name K Slate K Slate. Uh, K Slade and stuff like that. That's how I heard about it because of the mix shows that would be on Saturday, on Sirius Satellite Radio. And that's one thing I really liked about Direct TV. Besides the uh, Sunday t- NFL Sunday Ticket, I used to love all the uh, the musical channels that I used to go through and stuff like that. I used to love that man. That's how I got like my hip hop and that's how I end up kind of getting influenced to want to be a rapper. We'll talk about that on another episode. And um, you will hear these different DJs from upstate, uh, from on the East Coast, uh, you know, putting, uh, doing their mixes and stuff like that. And you will hear Fab on these mixtapes and stuff like that. Even though he's he's on a major label and he's dropped, he's having major success. He's still feeding the underground. So, and that's why I also first heard of Joe Budden also. But like I said, happy uh, happy 18th anniversary uh, to Fab's debut album, Ghetto Fabulous. Like I said, I'd be lying to say I was a big Fab fan. 
but I do respect I do respect him for his longevity. Dude has been in the game for a very, 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 very long time. Very long time. And for him, for Fab to be in his early 40s and still killing it, especially on that uh, So Brooklyn uh, record with uh, Casanova. Shout out to both of them. Shout out to everybody who's participated in the So Brooklyn Challenge. And uh, it's just it's just like happy anniversary to those two classic albums, The Blueprint and Ghetto Fabulous. But uh, this is going to wrap up the first episode of the Moss Talk Podcast. Uh, episode 2 is coming very, very soon, coming this week. And we're going to have a lot more to speak on and talk about, man. So uh, if you like this, hit me up. Uh, you can also hit me up on Instagram, JJMoss901, JJMOSS901. Also on Twitter, JJMOSS901. And uh, I'm going to continue to try to give you all the best content I can give you when it comes to doing this podcast stuff. I take it very seriously. So uh, I will be doing my research on a lot of stuff. So hope this. uh,